What's up, good people? Good morning. It's the Soft Straight Talk Show. It's the morning of what happened last night. We had World Series Game 1. Astros at home taking on the Washington Nationals, their first World Series. It was Gary Cole versus Max Scherzer. We had the NBA coming back. Kicking off the season was the New Orleans Pelicans going against the defending champs, Toronto Raptors. Raptors raised the banner, got the rings. Cal Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Fleet, which I love watching Fred Van Fleet. Um, you know, for a Tuesday night, sports was on a premium. TNT, Fox, big time network showing some good, you know, action-packed sports because you got the World Series, it's the game one, every pitch, every uh, bat, every everything matters. And then you got opening night where you got your eyes on things you want to see. You know, you know, players are not playing too, too crazy, but it's just you get to see the NBA back. And you got some players that want to prove themselves, Brandon Ingram, uh, players like that. Then you got players like uh, uh, Fred Van Fleet or, or a player like a, a pal who tried to step up and, you know what I'm saying, win a game at, at a point in that, in that game. So, I mean, like, it's crazy. Then the the main event, the grand finale, was the Los Angeles Lakers going against the Los Angeles Clippers, the same arena rivalry or the, you know, it's got – it's got so much on it now to where it's like, yeah, it was always Clippers' little brother or the Lakers always trumped the Clippers. It, it, it's turned into this thing where now they picked up a finals MVP, a champion, two-time champion, two-time finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard, and picking up a defense player of the year to MVP candidate like Paul George and having Doc Rivers. It makes the rivalry so much more now to where it's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, and Paul George. Kawhi Leonard... Almost went to the Lakers if Paul George wasn't going to get to the Clippers. It happened, so now we have his rivalry. I'm going to kick things off talking about the World Series. I'm going to talk about the action-packed energy. The energy in that building was out of this world because you got the Nationals going to their first World Series. You got the Astros going to their second World Series in three years. The third uh, World Series in um, three, uh, excuse me, second World Series in three years going for that. And you got, you know, Altuve coming off the walk-off homer. You got, you know what I'm saying, just, just you know, Gary Cole has been throwing pure heat throughout the whole playoffs. His ERA has been great. Uh, Max Serger, power pitcher, he's coming in there. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot riding on this. And, you know, the AL won the All-Star game. They get the first game at home. Nationals going to really take advantage of that three straight home games whenever they swing it back their way after game two. So winning game one. Such a big game to win. And the Astros, you know, they fight. They fight hard to try to get back in that, um, you know, kicking off of the game. You you can see that both pitchers were trying to be intimidating and dominant. Um, but you notice that Serger was first trying to really go after with the uh, off-speed stuff, really try to get, you know, saying he was throwing 87, you know, saying uh, sliders. He was throwing the sinker. He was, he was 
mixing up, you know, saying things like that, throwing the power fastball. But Gary Cole was throwing 99 miles an hour. I mean, he was he was going pretty good. And then, like I said, man, the Nationals with their bats, you just never know, man. You just never know who's going to do it. But, you know, you got some guys that just really going to stay dependable. And, um, you know, when the bats started going, you're just like, whoa. But the Astros got going um, as well. They, they kicked things off. Altuve uh, got, a, uh, uh, got knocked in by... Uh, What's his name? Not Correa, but uh, Guerrero. Um, you know, saying he he oh, man, he he had a mission today. I mean, la- uh, last night. Uh, Altuve loves the high pitches. Um, Correa, great. Uh, I, I think he's a great defenseman, but he comes up, um, you know, some big sometimes for them um, with bad bats. Um, but um, Houston knocks off two runs in the first inning and shows that hey. We are a team that's won this before. This is y'all's first one. You know, that that's that's you know, let's get things going. George Springer being that guy at the World Series being a clutch guy, he gets on, he gets a score out, two big scores. Second in he comes, Ryan Zimmerman hits a home run, I don't want to count. Now the difference is is that now Gary Cole has never been in this situation. He's came onto this team, you know what I'm saying? So it's like He's, he's, this is his first World Series. And when you get that, that, that early home run hit on you, that's when things plays tricks in your mind. Now, two runs that Max Scherzer gave up in the first inning, it's a little different. It's a little different. Um, he can get things back under control, you know what I'm saying? I think, you know what I'm saying, the hits that happened or whatever like that. But Zimmerman took one. And then here comes, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, that... Okay, that, what, what, what kind of like pitches am I going to throw next? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see that guy again. But you always got to worry about other guys that can be good. And Juan Soto, who has been good in this playoffs, comes in the fourth inning. And, I mean, uh, I mean, just pure – I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I can't even find a word to use. I mean, he pulverized the ball. That's the best word I can use. He pulverized it. Talking about a guy who literally took that ball and sent the packet. <laughs> Sent it packing. Um, I think it landed somewhere above the. It almost went out the park. I mean, like I, I deem it out the park because that extra little part that that that, that ballpark got, that stadium got, the Minute Maid Park, it's got like a little upper thing to where it landed. It, it really could have went over the park, man. I mean, Juan Soto crushed it. That really got the Nationals going, which they love. Um, they go and hold another scores scoreless inning. After that. And um, come, can they come right out there in the fifth? And you know, saying uh, uh, Eaton, you know, Juan Soto once again, he brings in three guys. So it's like now, now we got a baseball game to where the Nationals can control. You know, saying this series, if they end up just you know really blowing them out and winning this game, but you know, saying the Houston Astros didn't didn't quit. Um, you know, coming from the, coming into seventh inning. George Springer, he's coming into this game hitting, uh, what, four consecutive home runs in the World Series. And here he is in this other game for the fifth consecutive game. He hits another home run. So, and he almost hit another one after that. Again, it was a, a wall, you know, saying scraper and dude almost eating, almost caught that, and eating drops it, and uh, it still brings in runs. It makes the game five to four. It brings it in real tight. I want to give props to Corbin. Corbin came in there and did some good things from the mound. 
Um, and then uh, uh, for for uh, for Hudson to come in there, and, and Hudson was in a big spot. Hudson was in the I believe eighth inning. Set, it was the eighth inning. I want to believe um, bases were loaded. It was in the seventh or eighth inning. Bases were loaded. Alvarez up the plate, and this man has a grand slam. He has a power. He has a a, a, a stone cold, even kill face that you would think that you know what I'm saying like oh my god I don't know but. High strikeout. Hudson gets out of there. They bring in Doolittle, and Doolittle gets the job done. Um, good job by the by the uh, Washington Nationals to hang in there because they could have lost it. Nine hits to ten. Gary Cole gets more damage, gives up eight hits, gives up five runs, and he walks one. Max Scherzer, you know, saying only gave up five hits, walked a couple, only gave up two runs. Um, you know, they they made a good move to get him out early. They didn't uh, they, they didn't let him go into the seventh. And, uh, you know, who knows what could happen, but it just, they brought in good people that they could trust. And, you know, saying Corbin did all right, but Hudson came in there and, and, uh, and like I said, that bases loaded situation really ended up helping them so much and kept that, that, that lead alive that could have got blown out. But George Springer really almost tied the ball game when it was three to five, um, when he had a man on base and he, I mean, he crushed it, but it just was sailing too high in the air and Eaton, like I said, almost made a play on that. Um, but it, it, it uh, bounced and was able to get a runner in to make it four to five. It made the game interesting. But uh, game two is going to be something else. And that's going to be, um, I want to say that's going to be tonight. Game two is going to be tonight, man. And it's going to be at eight o'clock. It's going to be in Houston. Um, I know, um, like I said, I know people in Washington are really excited to win game one because going back home after this game, you win this 2-0. You got three games home to win it all. You got two. You got three chances. Two, two out of those three games is going to be at home for you to go ahead and just win it. Win that one and lose the next one and win the next one. I mean, lose this one, you know, lose the first one, win the next two. You got a chance to win it at home by winning this game right here. Tonight will be crucial to go up 2-0. It really would be. Um... Like I said, the Yankees would have ran into these problems that I feel that the Washington Nationals figured out in the regular season. Um, like I said, all the talk is about who they didn't have. I don't keep on bringing his name up. It's about what they got. And when you look at what they got, they had good hitters. They had good guys to, to play good. They had veteran guys like Howie Kendrick and, and – uh, uh, I like to say Zimmerman is somebody that you can you can count on, um, but uh, 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 but the pitching man Max Serger, you know, what I'm saying been about that life, and then you got Strasburg who's you know who's gained that type of experience where he can be about it. Garrett Cole for the Houston Astros ran into a, a lineup that really was not scared of the power pitching that he had, and 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 they you know what I'm saying they put five on him. So, yeah, that's game one. Can't wait for game two. The NBA kicks off. New Orleans Pelicans versus the Toronto Raptors. That ends in overtime. Toronto wins 130-122. Interesting thing about this game, what I liked was, is that it's the, the improvement of Van Fleet, but more importantly, the improvement of Pascal Siakam now. Siakam being, you know, trying to be the real focal point of offense, which I enjoy because he's not afraid of it. 38 minutes. He fouled out the game, unfortunately. 
But 11 of 26 now. He can get better from that because he only shot 42% from the field. Uh, he went 2 of 5 from three-point line. He missed one free throw. He shot 90% from there. But he was plus five in the game. But, you know what I'm saying, he, he, he had 34 points and 18 rebounds, man. He had a good game. Five assists, you know what I'm saying, against a, a team that I feel that, as I said on yesterday's episode, they can go to the playoffs. I feel that the Pelicans, if everything comes together, and, you know, J.J. Redick is having that streak, Zion comes back. I think Jaleel Okafor has some good moments in that game. He went three for three, eight points. He needs to get more minutes. He only had 12 minutes. It was some guys that maybe should have got more minutes. Derek Favors, 21 minutes, 6 points, 3 and 6. You give Julio Okafor that time, who knows what could happen. I'm just saying. Um, you know, trying to get different things going on. Darius Miller, I'm surprised didn't play. Um, Josh Hart came out there and got 15 points and 10 boards. He's a hell of a rebounder for a shooting guard. He likes to get it, and he gets it going. 22 points for Brandon Ingram. And uh, Drew Holiday needs to play but better, 6-15. He didn't play good at all. One for six for three. He took, a you know, the game-winning shot and missed it. So, I mean, like, that's got to get better. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, OG uh, had some good moments in that game for the Raptors. He had 36 minutes, 11.7 boards, two blocks. Um, but Marcus Saul, you know what I'm saying, just being out there, being that letter, leader, really didn't do too much. But, I, like I said, Grand Fleet, 34 points. Pascal, 34 points. It's fun watching Van Fleet play. He's such a freaking, just a baller, man, to be undersized. He took Lonzo Ball to the hoop. He was taking him off the dribble. Quick first step. Seven assists, five boards. For that guy, that size, they only had two turnovers. You know, it, it's, it's it's good. 12-18. He went five for six from the free, free throw line. He went to the free throw line, six shots. For, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? So it just... Um, it's damn good, you know what I'm saying? It's damn, damn good. Went five for seven for three. He got that nice little rainbow shot. He got a nice catch and, sh- uh, catch and shoot ordeal right there, man. It just Norman Powell needs to step it up, man. Two or seven. He got called on for the game winning shot, and he missed. I wouldn't have gave him no no chance for that. It was just one of the good plays. Serge Ibaka, I can't complain how he played. Now they got a rookie, Terrence Davis. I think they need to get a little bit better. But looking at the Raptors, they can, they, they can, and Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet can be something like that with the bringing of Cal Lowry to bring 22 points in the game, five just three, bounce six assists at a better clip. He only went four 15. So if you get a better Cal Lowry in the first half, because he came down to try to shoot a transition three and hit nothing. Um, we had Lonzo Ball trying to shoot the James Harden shot, nothing. So I hope James Harden saw that and was like, man, I shouldn't shoot that shot. I mean, look at the example you're making. If, 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 if that's what Lonzo was trying to think of, I mean, come on, man. But all in all, it was great to see the NBA come back. Alvin Gentry was sitting there going, you know, here's how we play the game. You know, we got to play. And we're going we're gonna to learn different things, and we're going to do everything, and uh, we're going to play but we're gonna play the basketball the way we're going to play it. And Alexander Walker, scrub. He can improve because he had a good preseason. Summer League. All that, uh, I think with him, slow down, let the game come to you. You took 10 shots, you only made one. You know what I'm saying? You made one. <laughs> it just, it was just bad. It was bad to watch. He took one shot out of 10, man. It made, you know, he got 12 minutes and it made the most of it, I guess you could say. But uh, they got high hopes for you, kid. You know, because, you know, you using you and each one the way they did. You know what I'm saying? Frank Jackson came in there. I like what he did. You know, he he made he made pretty good at his 14 minutes. Got nine points. You know what I'm saying? Was in, in the position. He filled the lane. 
Um, fast breaks, he was there to get a nice little layup. I mean, it was like little things he did. Melly shot the ball good. Uh, we went four for five for three. They got him good, 20 minutes, 14 points. So, I mean, you saw some good things from different players, you know. But I was most importantly uh, impressed with Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet. Um, but, but Siakam, man, he got some quick moves to him, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes I think he need to calm down, slow down. And I think the shooting percentage will go up. But uh, shooting threes, maybe five a game is not his thing. He shot five threes. I think he should leave at the Van Fleet, but don't get too caught up. Maybe shoot three threes per game. You get a better percentage. But, yeah, um, like I said, it was a good game to watch. The uh, Lakers-Clippers, that was not a bad game to watch. For me to be that pumped up to see, you know what I'm saying, this Laker team, I knew there were some things in this game that you wasn't going to see later on. There's things you're not going to see. You know what I'm saying? Really just going to cut out really soon here. I mean, like, you know, certain players can come back. Rondo, Kuzma, you know, they, Paul George can become for the Clippers. So it's like this game was like to see them come back, um, you know what I'm saying, with the whole regular season starting. The, the, the energy is different in the arena. and Everything is different in preseason. But the Clippers, I would say, would be more at this point better coached. Because you have somebody on the team that's there longer who's had these players who took, you know, Warriors to a nice, decent series in the playoffs. It really just added two superstar players to the team. I mean, it don't really change much with losing a rookie, uh, you know, type player who, you know, not a rookie this year, but Gilles uh, 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 Alexander, you know, saying that's somebody that's young. And, you know, saying, you know, then you got uh, him and um, Gallinari. You know, some players that are interchangeable to where you still have a solid foundation with Doc Rivers, Pat Beverly, uh, Hazel, uh Harold, Jermichael Green, um, Shamit, um, all those guys who was a part of that regime, added with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, it's way better than what you would say than having Frank Vogel, Jason Kidd, getting this situation with LeBron being back, but having a total, no Lance Stevenson. Uh, no Lonzo Ball, no Brandon Ingram, none of those guys, no Hart. So you bring in a totally new guys with uh, uh, with Green and, and, and Dudley and trying to figure out Daniels and, and all this stuff like that. The Clippers were more prepared. So before people sit there and be like, oh, the Lakers are the same old, or oh, I knew that, you know, I was confident thinking that we could win the game. And me being a Laker fan, I was confident thinking that they could win the game. But, you know what I'm saying, it was good to just see good things. You know, Anthony Davis, 25 and 10, uh, and five assists. Like I said yesterday's episode, you got somebody that can get this type of stat shit when you got JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, because if he's out in the block and he gets a double team, that's a good passer. That's a good passer in the post, kind of remembrance of a Chris Webber passing to Vladi Divac or, or, uh, or a Scott Pollard, who, who, who actually played good minutes for them at times. But that is going to work. You know what I'm saying? Just what worked for the Clippers was the, 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 the chemistry that they have with Harrell and Lou Williams. And Lou Williams played damn good. And you bring 30 points, six assists, I mean, for six rebounds and five assists, two steals and a block from Kawhi Leonard, you get a better output. You didn't need Paul George because you got a good regime right there. You added a finals MVP to a team that's really trying to figure some things out. The Lakers came out like game game busters up 15 to two in the game. I mean hitting threes and uh, LeBron James coming down transition um, uh, with the layups and then Anthony Davis getting his little post plays and making some passes there. It was looking good, but like I said, Doc Rivers, 
right now is a better coach than Frank Vogel at this situation because what he has. Frank Vogel's going to get that thing together because he's got Jason Kidd. I think around when you think January, uh, February, things are going to turn around for the Lakers as far as saying chemistry and really skill play. Like, everything is right now is like, oh, let's try this out. Or we're going to try. Daniels, who who knows? His minutes might go up or down. Crusoe might be start getting in with you. So, it's just like you never know what really is going to be from this team because it's so new. I mean, like I said, it's not even no Lance. It's not, there's no, I mean, we didn't have Rondo, so it's not have no, you know what I'm saying? We didn't have Cartavius, uh, Caldwell Pope, and he played 25 minutes. And we didn't have him because he didn't score. And all he did was get five fouls. He don't need to be on the team. Really, when you look at Caldwell Pope, when he was on house arrest or some type of home confinement, he had an ankle bracelet on why he played basketball. The man actually played good. When he got off of that, he played horrible. So maybe if he just go back with house arrest, maybe he might start playing better. So basically what I'm saying, stay home. You play better. You stay focused at least or something. But it was a good night of sports, like I said, man. But, you know, um, Kawhi Leonard, man, he makes some good plays. Got the flying dunking with the left hand. He loves dunking with the left hand. Uh, but LeBron James got his little hammer dunk. Anthony Davis, like I said, made some plays. But I just like Danny Green. He went crazy. He hit like four threes in a row in the in the third quarter coming into the fourth. Um, uh, you know, that was good. Dudley hit some big shots. It was nice spacing for both teams because Harold was getting uh, was driving in and catching people. Uh, Lou Williams was doing the same thing with the little floater, but he was kept kicking it out to Shamit and hitting Jermichael Green or hitting uh, um, um, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard was making his own shots. I mean, he was coming off the screens, hitting his little jumper. He was looking like Kobe Bryant out there, man. It was just something to see how he could just really, he really calmly shoot that jump shot and hit, knock it down and stuff like that. Um, it was really tough, and uh, it's going to be tough dealing with them. But LeBron James, that spin move got quick. Like he got a nice little quick little spin move there that was nice. And I, I think that he um, loves the challenge of going up against Kawhi Leonard. I think he's going to really appreciate that. And, you know, some spots where Anthony Davis guarded Kawhi Leonard, it was very uh, effect. It had an effect to it as far as, the you know, trying to get back into the game because it was a moment in that game in the third quarter, especially when we won the third quarter, 31-23. But it was Anthony Davis that was, you know, in front of Kawhi Leonard making shots difficult for him. You know, we got out in transition on fast breaks, you know, saying thanks to that. So there's different things that you're going to try out that's going to play out. So people, calm down. If, you know, Lakers fans, too, it was I, Twitter and talking to family and stuff like that. People were like, oh, God, like, oh, you know, look, I can't watch it. Shut up. Calm down, man. It's the first game of the season. Yeah, you want to be 1-0, but there's 82 games. So it being 1-0 compared to the NFL or the NBA, is two different things. Starting off 1-0 in the NFL really doesn't make or break your season either, but having 16 games, you want to come out 1-0. You know what I'm saying? Just like how Baltimore did against Dolphins. You know what I'm saying? When you're playing a team or, or a Saints versus uh, Texans, you want to come out 1-0 in that. That's a good game, a good team. And, you know, that was, that was something. So in that aspect, this was more like a, you know, how you doing? It's going to be war. See, y'all ain't all the way rep. We ain't all the way rep. So it's just like Paul George, Rondo, Kuzma, guys like that that were sitting. It's going to get to that point where everybody's healthy and everybody's playing. And it's late in the season because there's four matchups in this, in this, in this shindig. Four. So that's calmed down, man. 
That is give it a break as far as saying I, what I've been seeing. Jordan crying faces on LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like, the social media world is hilarious, man. It really is. It's funny. No need to panic. No need to worry. Anthony Davis and LeBron and them are going to be fine. Shannon Sharp, I hope he's not panicking. I'm sure he's not. So, you know, when y'all get done listening to him, y'all can hear me out. But, uh, yeah, Lakers, man. I think they're going to be okay. Um, for this today, to the 23rd, I already said game two of the World Series is popping off. But what we got in the NBA world today? It's kicking off. It's got some 7 o'clock games. Pistons, Pacers, got Cavaliers, Magic, Bulls, Hornets. Uh, we got Timberwolves, Nets, Kyrie getting out there. Going against Carlton Towns, you got Celtics 76ers now. That's going to be a good game. I want to see John Morant's debut going against the Heat. Now, that's a game I want to see, Jimmy Butler and them. But I want to see the Grizzlies and John Morant get out there. I want to check some of that game out. But Boston and Philly, that's a game to see um, with uh, Kimball Walker um, and, and company going against the newly signed, you know what I'm saying, like Jalen Brown getting newly signed to four-year under 16 million. You got Jason Tatum. Driving to the basket more, hopefully get to the line more. That could be something just for them. But this Philly team, I'm telling you, I want to see them defensively um, and how they're going to score. I want to see if they shooting better or they're going to spread the floor out and shoot. Are going to be a bully style, get twos? All, you know, I want to see how they're going to play because I know how they're going to be defensively. Um, later on, we got the Knicks and Spurs. That's at 8:30. You got the Wizards, Mavericks, Luka Doncic, and Chris Dash Porzingis um, uh, going up against the Wizards, the Hurt Wizards, which. Bradley Bill signs an extension, oddly so. Could this be a signing of possible trade later down the road? I don't know. Got the Thunder and the Jazz. Got Chris Paul in a new uniform versus Mike Conley in a new uniform. They're going at 9 o'clock. Um, and in the 10 o'clock games, we got the rematch of the Western Conference Finals. Uh, semifinals, sorry. Portland Trailblazers versus the Denver Nuggets. That was a good seven-game series right there. Then you got the Sacramento Kings going against the I don't want no double team, Devin Booker, and the Phoenix Suns. Now, Buddy Hill gets paid. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is, you know what I'm saying, he's, he's ready to go. That, that that lineup is getting better and better. I keep looking at it with Marcus Bagley and everything. Um, I hope that I hope that roster turns out pretty good. Vladi Divac running that team, and Shaq, I think he's still a part owner. I, I wanted to see how this team is going to go. The Phoenix, I mean, like I said, have a purpose. Have a, have a meaningful something. And I will see if you at least scratch a eighth, I mean a, a tenth, a ninth seed. I mean, you know, I, I don't see it, man. I just don't see, it, especially when you start player don't want to get double teamed and, and when, while you playing pickup basketball, you're in the NBA, you're gonna get double teamed in any type of. I mean, like, what are you talking about, bro? So I mean, that's tonight. I'm more excited to see Boston 76ers Grizzly Heat. I'm uh, interested to see. The Bulls, because I got big hopes for them to make a top seed in the playoffs if everything works out. Levine staying healthy. Kobe White and Levine meshing together. Also, Laurie Markkinen finding shots to be effective because he's a scorer. You got so much there with Porter and Sadoransky is experience. You, you, Chris Dunn can learn from, uh, from that. I think Chris Dunn has a good season. I think if not, they trade him, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 hopefully, I always said the Derrick Rose reunion would be great, but uh, he's in he's in Detroit playing against the Pistons. I'm against the Pacers. He's going to be a six man uh, candidate. I guarantee it. So I mean, 
It's, it's, it's going to be a fun season, man. I just can't wait. And last night was a good kickoff. Like I said, it's a good play. Brandon Ingram was trying to go out there and take some heads off. Siakam had a mission. Fred Fred Van Fleet was like, I'm no fluke, so don't even think about it. Um, then, you know, the Clippers represented. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be other games where it's going to be Clippers-Lakers and the Lakers going to win it. And then the Clippers going to win it. But then when it comes down to the playoffs, that's when each game really, each possession, each dribble up the court is really going to matter. Point blank, period. But, you know, you know, tomorrow it's going to be, you know, saying a few games with Pistons coming right back and play the Hawks. Got the Rockets showing off at home with James Harden and Russell Westbrook, who has the Houston Astros going to Washington. So they don't play the, yeah, they don't play today, but they're going to play against the Milwaukee Bucks with Greek freaks coming in with same regime, somewhat kind of some new pieces. But Eric Bledsoe is going to have to be different. He's going to have to be better um, for that team to get back to where they were. Greek Freak is going to have to be better if he thinks he wants to uh, repeat as far as the MVP, like he said. So everything's going to have to be better for that. Houston's going to have to show how they can be coexist with the two superstars that are alpha, has to have the ball in their hands, likes to take shots at the end of games. How's that going to work? How are they going to mesh? A lot of turnovers or not? That's what's going to be the question. Clippers going to Washington, <laughs> going to go to state. That's going to be interesting. I'm going to state beat them 1030 uh, tomorrow. That's going to be a good game to watch. I'm going to be watching that for sure. Clippers, Warriors, Milwaukee, Rockets. That's tomorrow. Of course, that's going to be on TNT. And that's going to be real good basketball right there. So don't miss that. That's going to be dope. I like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm not panicking that the Lakers lost to the Clippers. This is one, one game. So I hope y'all not either. I hope y'all not panicking if your team is the Pelicans. You know, if your team... It, it, you know, from what I've seen from them, Lonzo Ball's a little bit more assertive. Lonzo Ball's shot looks good. Um, he had a hell of a pass to Drew Holiday in transition that was out of this world. I mean, his vision is out of this world. He pushes the ball. I like how that team in transition is going to play, especially when Zion comes back. And I love how Brandon Ingram is being aggressive. I liked how Josh Hart ran with the second team. I liked how Jaleel Okafor played better than Derek Favors. So, I mean, those are the things that you see. And you see from the Raptors, if you got Raptor fans out there still that is repping Raptors hard, they are not going to be a slouch. As Pascal Siakam can be a long terror running in transition and playing defense and then making stops and Marcus Saul hitting those bank threes, if they can still play in the, within the team, if Nick Frost can still have that team. Still playing in the in that type of fashion. You don't need Kawhi Leonard to at least still represent the East. Because right now, I feel like the East is wide open. For a new team to come up and make some noise, for, uh, I mean, I feel that it's wide open. So, I'm just saying, it's going down. Um, tomorrow, don't forget, either it's going to be Thursday night football. And we know Thursday night football here as of late has been turned up. I have to say, you know, Thursday night football has not been the greatest. It's not been something where you've been like, oh, man. But it's been fun to watch as of late. I have not seen, you know, people have been, I've been complaining about the type of Thursday night football that's been out there. But with the Vikings playing against the Redskins, yeah, you got one shitty team going against one good team. You get to see something. You know what I'm saying? But you get to see Adrian Peterson go against a former team in this in the you know, in Minnesota. So that could be something big to where he can have a big game. 
you know what I'm saying? Um, being in that in in that indoor uh, uh, dome, you know what I'm saying? Like it could be something different, you know what I'm saying? But Kirk Cousins been playing lights out. Like I said, he he got a good talking to by the wide receivers, and he's been throwing the football. Dalvin Cook is going to show Adrian Peterson. I'm a new sheriff in town, and um, and it all happened because of you. I'm pretty sure that's going to be our respect on that. So that's tomorrow night. But tonight, NBA basketball, we rejoice. It's back. Y'all get ready. Game two, World Series. It's going to be in Houston. And, you know, Washington's going to sit there and try to take, try to take it to them, man. Hey, take it to them. Take it to them. All you got to do is take it to them. But, um, I, you know, last night, Van Fleet, he uh, went for a layup, which I think the layup, the stumble of the layup ends up more of the thing than him complaining about the uh, baseline cameras, which, you know, that is something to think about. Um, how can we do that to where to get your pictures and all the stuff like that, those nice pictures that we enjoy, but also be out of the way for players that, you know, can hurt an Achilles, an ankle, and things of that nature. So that's going to be something that he voiced out after game one of this NBA season that maybe could be something to look at. Um, I, I look at, like I said, I look at all things as far as, you know what I'm saying, I even said the same thing about, um, think about certain aspects of the game to where, you know, it's, it's physical play, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, you're going to get knocked off your, 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 he was driving to the lane. He went up for the layup, but the way he, you know what I'm saying, stumbled or whatever like that. I mean, it's, it's, you, man, you gotta, you gotta get those pictures. It's not, it's nothing really I can sit there and say or to be like, man, Van Fleet, I feel what you're saying, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, there's a little bit part of that, but I'm a media guy. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we all appreciate those pictures. We all appreciate those, those, those snaps, those, those that come from baseline. Those, you know, when Kobe Bryant was going from hoop to uh, one side of the hoop to the other against the Timberwolves or the Knicks, or like when LeBron James threw that little skip bounce pass down the baseline against Orlando Magic. You know, those are the type of pictures that those guys get. So to, to sit there and say they got to move, uh, uh, man, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one right there. Um, oh, man. Underdogs once again. Um, Raptors, they, they, you know what I'm saying? They got a lot of, they, they, their plate, their plate is full because they're the defending champs. Um, they're going to be on TV a lot, I feel. And a whole lot of, man, Kawhi this and gone and that. If things doesn't go well, they got a lot of that riding on them. So their plate is full. Just to play decent basketball. Just to stay 500, man. Just do that. And I think they can. I got hopes for that on that. And like I said, with, with the rest of the East, 76ers, and I'm pulling for the Bulls to be a real good team. The Celtics, I'm just not, I don't know about the chemistry. I don't know about what could happen. Now, they can really go crazy, though. You never know. But we'll see. We will definitely see. Um, it's tough. Chinese TV. Does not air any of the NBA openers. Super tough. Super duper tough. And that, 
with not showing the, the openers of, you know, the NBA season. You know what I'm saying? It shows that China and the NBA still are on the outs. But knowing how things can be worked out with money, the money ends up being more important. I think something's going to end up happening for the for the NBA and that positive, you know, saying effect for the, for for China for I think a solution is going to happen. But it's just not right what's going on over there, so it's just, it's just tough. I think NBA might have to swallow that one, maybe. Just maybe. It's going to hurt the bottom line, but when stuff like this happens whenever something really not right is going on, you kind of might want to keep your hands off of it. But a solution might end up happening because, like I said, money sometimes is the powerful of all of that. But I uh, hope you all enjoyed what's going on tonight with all the games, World Series Game 2. Like I said, the NBA is back. And then tomorrow night we got the NFL kicking off with, with another Thursday night banger. Because like I said, the Washington Redskins, nine to nothing with the, the 49ers. They didn't play horrible, but you know, a rainy game, you know what I'm saying, prevented them to really, you know what I'm saying, to, I guess to try to win against a more dominant team being an undefeated team with the 49ers. But we'll see what they do against a good Vikings team indoors with no weather. And then Adrian Peterson going back home to a place he played for a long time and made most of his yards. So all that's going to be coming up. But y'all have a good one. This is another episode of the Soft Straight Talk Show. I'm out.